You are Locked On Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Heat Nation. I'm David Ramil, the host of Locked On Heat, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Please make sure to follow the show if you haven't already, wherever you're listening to podcasts to get the latest episodes. It's NBA free agency, which means it's absolute chaos. 6 p.m. Eastern time here on a Monday that's when the news started trickling in fast and furious. It was unbelievable. What a headache. What a rush. What a day for your Miami Heat. The news kicked off with the announcement that Jimmy Butler was signing, as expected, a four-year extension worth approximately up to $184 million. Up to is doing a lot of work in that sense, which I'll explain later on. I will get into all these deals in more detail in the next segment, but just wanted to cover all of this because believe me, it has been a crazy chaotic day. Then just minutes later after the Jimmy news, the news that everybody was waiting for, the announcement that Kyle Lowry would be joining the Miami Heat. Nothing official from the team just yet, but sources say the deal includes Goran Dragic, Precious Achua, and a future second rounder. Now the amount of the deal hasn't been specified either, but several outlets are reporting that it'd be worth about three years, $90 million. That's the amount that we've heard that Kyle's camp wanted, but local outlets have speculated that it's less. And I'll tell you why also in the next segment. Then after that, the news after Lowry was followed by an announced deal with Duncan Robinson, our restricted free agent, five years, $90 million with a reported ETO or early termination option no clarification if it's a player or team option, but one of the best shooters in the league is back with Miami for at least four years, maybe even a fifth year. If you end it there, you could still count this as a really solid, successful day, even with the announced loss of Trevor Ariza, who signed a one-year deal with the Los Angeles Lakers. But as things were winding down and people were speculating and names were being tossed here and there, potential players that were signing with their other teams or joining other teams as you're trying to keep track of this flurry of moves from out of left field. Miami follows up with the addition of P.J. Tucker, NBA champion P.J. Tucker of the Milwaukee Bucks, leaving Milwaukee and joining the team that he had been linked to for most of the season at the NBA tread deadline. That's joining the Miami Heat two years for $15 million. And then... Dwayne Dedman, the center, re-signs on a one-year deal, followed by the announcement that Max Struess is coming back on a two-year deal, reportedly worth $3.5 million. Woo! That's a lot of money for everybody. So much to keep track of. Oh, boy. It has been unbelievable. Uh, just to take stock exactly where we are right now, Miami has lost Goron, Precious Achua, and Trevor Ariza, but in for the Heat, Kyle Lowry and P.J. Tucker, and you've re-signed Duncan, Dedman, and Struess while giving your superstar player, your top recruiter, the bag that he wants to keep him happy and under contract, that's an amazing day for your Miami Heat. Now, I'll add that the Heat aren't done. There are still options out there with the biannual exception that we talked about in a recent episode with Keith Smith explaining the salary cap and everything else. It's not a particularly big amount. It might be enough to lure a big name here and there, but you've also got part of the mid-level exception, the part that wasn't used to sign Tucker. 
Now, he got $7.5 million annually, somewhere around there, at least reportedly. And what we expect is that there'll be a little bit more than that that you could potentially split with another player to bring him in. Maybe between now and then, a player, even Lowry, will take a little bit less. Who knows? Players take a little bit less here and there all the time. We've seen it with Miami in the big three. I can't believe this has all happened so quickly on day one. I am recording this at 11.30, still checking my phone. I just recorded the Locked on NBA podcast, and I'm still waiting to see whether or not Miami still has one more or two more or three more moves up their sleeves. I wouldn't be surprised if an announcement comes in at some point later on tonight. By the time I'm done recording this, who knows? It's been that kind of day. But there are other moves to be made. There are other additions to this roster that can be made. Veterans. You could get a guy like, oh, well, you know what? I'll save that for the rest of the show and the last segment. But it's just, it's been an incredible day for Miami. That's the the, uh, unbelievable takeaway from all this is that we weren't sure what was going to happen with this Heat roster. You start to hear rumblings here and there. You heard Lowry's name being linked to teams like the New Orleans Pelicans or the Dallas Mavericks or the Chicago Bulls or the Los Angeles Lakers and on and on and on. So many different suitors that were going to lure Lowry away from Toronto. Maybe he'd sign in Toronto. Maybe he'd rejoin the team that he won a championship with. Instead, he joins the Miami Heat, one of his best friends in the league, and Jimmy Butler. It does not feel like a huge change, a sweeping change of the roster. This isn't 2005 when you're improving in order to get to the NBA Finals for a second year. This is a little different. This is just the right kind of changes. It's adding two top-notch defenders at positions of need, re-signing key players, cementing yourself as one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference, and redefining your identity once more. This is a team that didn't have an identity last year, that was stuck in place because they weren't quite sure what to do after the loss of key players following the Orlando bubble run. It was a crazy, chaotic season. You're trying to deal with all the insanity of the regular testing, the injuries, the everything else that was impacting not just the league, not just the heat, but the world at large. And Miami just couldn't seem to recover and get their footing long enough to establish a real identity. This isn't spoisms. This isn't, you know, cliche talk, as cliche as it may sound. Miami's team last year did not have a clear identity. At varying points throughout the season, they were either a top offense or a top defense or neither. And with that kind of instability, you can't have any kind of structure. You can't have any sustained success. Well, now we know what Miami is. They're a defensive team that is going to punch you in the mouth. They're going to beat you up. They're going to make things difficult for you. And while people around the league are already discrediting their chances, this is a team that Heat fans are going to love. I'll talk about each of the details in the next segment. But first, just a reminder that if you're looking for a little stability outside of Miami, You might find it in the business that's been serving auto parts customers online for two decades. That's 20 years, and that's rockauto.com. You can go to a store and and get the parts that you're looking for. Maybe they'll have them in stock. They'll just look them up on their computer. But why bother going through all that when you could go to your computer that you have access to rockauto.com on your phone or at home? That means that you can find all the parts that you're looking for on their easy-to-navigate website. You have a few easy clicks, and you get them delivered directly and safely to your door. You save money. You spend less than you would at a traditional chain storefront because rockauto.com's low prices are the same for everybody. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or your truck. And then go to the section that says, how did you hear about us? And write the phrase locked on so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car or truck will ever need. That's rockauto.com. 
I'll start off in the most obvious place. That's the four-year extension of $184 million up to $184 million for Jimmy Butler. That's the one that everybody's really freaked out about. We heard about this months ago. We knew it was going to happen. I recorded an episode following that news report, and it seemed very clear. The reasoning has to be that you give your superstar the money he deserves because you're trying to reestablish relevancy. You're trying to reconnect with players in a way that maybe you've lost some of, you know, that kind of connection to the the way that you had it once upon a time with Dwayne. This team had to go through a metamorphosis following 2016 because they lost their key player. They lost the person who had been building that identity for them, and it cost them. I think around the league, the perception of this team as a a family or one that takes care of themselves or their, their guys took a severe hit, and I think that began even a few years earlier in 2014 with LeBron James and his feeling that he was betrayed somewhat by Pat Riley or that Pat Riley's comments about him making a huge mistake, as it's been reported before, that was antithetical to the culture, to the the family atmosphere that Miami takes great pride in. And so when it comes to Jimmy Butler, a guy who chose to come here to make this team relevant, that brought this team to an NBA Finals in his first year with his team, you pay him. Now, I will say the up to, as I mentioned before, does a lot of work in the report regarding this contract amount because who knows what could happen. For one, Miami is a team, and the Ellisberg, that front office, is incredibly gifted in their ability to manipulate the salary cap to figure out ways of incorporating clauses that won't necessarily count against the cap the same way that many people report or expect them to. It might not wind up being a $184 million. It could be $170 million. It could be $180 million. It could be a little bit less. The exact amount doesn't really matter. And look, moreover... As I've mentioned before, as much as it sucks to say, oh, you're going to be paying 38-year-old Jimmy Butler X amount of dollars at the end of that contract, great, who cares? It's not your money. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, it kind of sucks because maybe you can limit what this team does. Who cares about that? Nobody can see the future. Nobody knows what player Jimmy's going to be like in four years, five years after the extension actually kicks in. Maybe he'll still be great. Maybe there'll be changes in science. Maybe he'll retire. There are so many different possibilities you plan for today, you make those moves now, you do what you can to make your player happy, and then you have him do the work that he just did, which is bringing in Kyle Lowry. That's the the key here, is that Jimmy Butler is freaking Jimmy Butler, one of the top 10 players in the league. You take care of him, you take care of your guys, you make sure that they're happy where they're at. You took care of Bam last offseason. You take care of Jimmy this offseason. You bring in a guy like Kyle Lowry who's going to maximize what both of them can do. And whether he's too old or not or whatever your concerns about Kyle might be, it's the right move. And that's the thing that we all take away from. Look, who knows if it's $90 million or if it's $87 million or if it's somewhere in between. It doesn't really matter. Yes, it might limit what Miami can do, but they've already exceeded expectations for this offseason. They've brought in clear superstars in Kyle Lowry. They've brought in a clear role player in P.J. Tucker that adds to this team at a high level who raises the ceiling for this team defensively. And I think that's the whole point with Lowry. Look, I can talk about all the other impacts of Lowry, and I will absolutely get into. There's minutiae to break down here about whether or not he takes over the team as the, the guy who you know scores in the clutch. Or maybe he's the guy that makes a big play. Do you go to him? Do you go to Jimmy? Who knows? 
We'll talk about that in another episode. There's lots of questions to break down about Jimmy, about Kyle, their relationship, and everything else. We'll get to all that. This is just the beginning. It's 11.30. (laughs) Free agency kicked off five and a half hours ago, and everybody is still elated. There's a rush around Heat Nation, and you should all be part of it. You should all be feeling it because this is an unexpected development. I know we'd heard rumblings here and there, but it just... Well, I'll, I'll, I'll save that because it's just the takeaway from the day is something that everybody listening to this podcast and everybody that loves this Heat team should feel immensely proud of. Now, again, about Lowry, I'll talk about that. But Duncan Robinson, I've heard people complain, well, that's a lot of money for Duncan Robinson. Bullshit. You haven't been watching this team. You haven't seen what Duncan Robinson can do. I know it's easy to say, well, he's one-dimensional. That's incorrect. Uh, you could also say, well, that's a lot of money. It's not. It's not your money, first and foremost, and it's not that much for what he provides. The value that Duncan brings is immeasurable. Well, you could actually quantify it if you're analytically inclined and have the right numbers and everything else, but it's even hard to do that because there are times where the pressure he takes on himself because of his gravity, because of his incredibly elite shooting ability, makes things so much easier for Bam and Jimmy and everybody else in this roster. That's why you bring him back. The fact that he chose this, I, I, I'm, I'm really, really surprised. I thought Duncan was gone. I thought some team out there was going to dangle $20 million at him. He was going to say, yep, I'll take it. Because who knows? Maybe you can't afford those opportunities. But he got paid a hell of a lot of money. And it's fine. And he chose loyalty over a team that saw something in him, that recognized what he was going to be like. The way he talked in a recent podcast, I could have sworn he was gone. I thought he was looking forward to the opportunity to be wined and dined. There was no whining. There was no dining. Maybe it took place over the last few weeks. Maybe. Who knows if he got calls from other teams? Possibly. I mean, everybody's talking now about Miami tampering and everything else. Again, a ridiculous argument because 30 teams out of 30, quote unquote, tamper. And Miami is just the deal with Lowry had to be put in place before the actual transaction could be finalized. And that's what everybody's pissed off of. Of course, they had to pick up Goran's option. And look, as far as a a remembering Goran Dragic, I'll get to that in an upcoming episode as well. And there's I could talk about Goran for several episodes. I've seen so many of you posting nice messages and tweeting at him and everything else. And Goran seems to be happy watching the Slovenian national team in the Olympics. I am I'm, I'm happy for him if he's happy. I am hopeful that his family will find a way to adjust. I'm hoping that he will not be able to – he doesn't have to root them or pick them up from Miami and take them and put them in Toronto or anywhere else he winds up because there will be plenty of time to discuss where he winds up actually playing next season. But for now, I'm glad that everybody's recognizing the greatness of Goran Dragic and his impact. And now that he's gone, well, it's it's a tough loss. There's no doubt about it. But look, today is all about the pause. Again, I'll talk about Goran in a future episode because it's worth bringing up all of his contributions and all of his impact and, and what he meant to this franchise and organization. But for now, you get a guy like Duncan who can make things so much easier for everybody in this team. You've got an elite point guard in Kyle Lowry. The top free agent out there. This isn't 2010 because that is impossible. Like you're never going to duplicate what that was. That was a once in a lifetime moment, and I don't think you could ever recreate it. But the same at the same time, Kyle Lowry. Yes, he's 35. 
yes, perhaps he, he played a handful of games last year. He was somewhat injured. He also shut down earlier because they were tanking. And I think he could have played more if they needed him to, if they were competing for a playoff race or anything else. But last season was disastrous for the Toronto Raptors. Playing in Tampa, having to deal with so many different things. Kyle was shut down early. Yes, he had injury issues. Could he be injured again next year? At some point, sure. I mean, Goran could have possibly been injured too. The reality is that Kyle is an elite playmaker who can get to the rim, who draws fouls. At a Jimmy Butler-esque level, I, I think that is something that's greatly overlooked is maybe the points per game averages are comparable. Maybe the shooting splits are somewhat comparable, although I think that Lowry is probably a more consistent three-point shooter with certainly more attempts per game. But his ability to draw fouls and get to the rim, hell, you should know this. He fans were pissed off all the time playing Kyle Lowry because he takes charges, he draws contact, he sells it well. And between him and Jimmy Butler, they're going to average 15 to 20 free throw attempts per game. Maybe it's not the kind of style you like, but guess what? It wins a whole hell of a lot of games, too. So certainly something to look forward to. And Duncan coming back to Miami, unbelievable. That is really something I did not expect. Now, of course, we still have not heard anything yet regarding Kendrick Nunn, whether or not there's a deal for him out there. Markets are drying up quickly. We'll see what happens with him. But as far as uh, the rest of Miami's additions, look, Tucker... A guy maybe who who couldn't get a significant amount of playing time towards the latter part of the uh, Milwaukee playoff run, but he was still a starter. He's still going to contribute 25 minutes per game. He's still going to stretch the floor and shoot the three from the corner. He's another veteran who can defend at a high level. He's switchable between him and Jimmy and Bam. Those are sweet three switchable players at the forward and center position that can pick up guys that can create the wall to stop Giannis. And I think Tucker's experience in guarding Uh, or playing alongside Giannis is certainly going to benefit Miami. If you're looking to shut down a Brooklyn, which obviously Tucker was able to do, if you're looking to shut down another DeCumpo, then I think Miami certainly has a good opportunity to do so by the addition of Tucker. A great move. Deadman, a guy that Heat fans love that fits the temperament of this team because if you're redefining yourself as a defensive organization, well, guess what? Deadman's tenacity and toughness certainly adds something to this roster. And Struess, I mean, look, he's a guy who can shoot the ball, who the Heat front office believes in the coaching staff, really thinks he can contribute at a high level. I like bringing him back at a pretty cap-friendly deal. He's obviously a good shooter with a little bit more to his game. If he can continue to develop, and I'm very sure that Miami is going to be able to get something more out of him this season. He's going to be a fine contributor off the bench. Uh, a nice addition to this roster. And again, there's more to be done. There are other changes out there, and I'll talk about those in the next segment. But first, just a reminder that Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. Get the latest news and odds on all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL, WNBA, and so much more. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news and more. Don't sit on the sidelines. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile devices. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, and don't forget to use the promo code Locked On. Betting on the NBA doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast 
Hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag or wherever you get podcasts. Ah, still taking it all in. How many of you feel that way? I bet you it's quite a bit of it. I, I, from what I've seen on Heat Twitter and you know group chats and everything else like that, the Heat fans, well, everybody's pretty excited about it, and as well you should be. I Look, if you had asked me a month ago what I thought Miami would be able to do, it wouldn't be this. I didn't think it was likely that they could make these kinds of changes. I think I was asked at the start of free agency or right before free agency kicked off a few weeks ago what Miami's best case scenario was. It's this. Like, superstar additions weren't very likely, and I know that I sounded pessimistic, and I feel like maybe Heat fans have had to kind of dial back their expectations because you go from... Giannis last year to James Harden midway through the season to Bradley Beal this year and then Dame Lillard and on and on. There's always the potential of a superstar, but there just aren't many out there. And guess what? You've got one of them on the Heat roster already. Jimmy Butler is a top 15 player. Kyle Lowry and Bam Adebayo are... Bam Adebayo? What do I... <laughs> Bam Adebayo are top 30 players. You've got three of the top 30 players on your roster right now. I, I won't go so far as to say a big three because I think it's ridiculous. I thought it was ridiculous when Milwaukee claimed that they had a big three. I think it's ridiculous to look at most of the teams that quote-unquote have a big three. <laughs> They're using that label now for Russell Westbrook in Los Angeles playing alongside AD and LeBron James. I, I just think it's disingenuous. I think it's a little bit too easy to just say, oh, we've got a big three. Brooklyn has a big three. I don't think Miami has one, although I think they're closer than Los Angeles, I'll tell you that much. And maybe you can make a case one way or the other, but my feeling is that Jimmy, Bam, and Kyle are great players that most importantly complement each other. And I think that's what we're looking for when you look at the any kind of positivity out of today's moves. And again, there's other moves to be made. You could add other veterans off the top of my head. And and look, there are lots of unsigned players yet. First and foremost, I think everybody's looking at DeMar DeRozan. Is that a likely possibility? Hell, I don't know. I know the Heat are looking into it, and that's about all I know. I just don't know how effective they'll be in convincing DeMar that Miami is a place for him to play. He'll have to take a significant pay cut. Maybe he'll do it for one year. Maybe he'll do a prove-it deal. He's made a lot of money, and he said publicly that he doesn't care about money so much as he does care about competing for a title. But the title contenders, the much more clear-cut title contenders like Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Los Angeles, they don't have money for him. And so maybe he can take a significantly less amount of money in order to play alongside two of his closest friends in the NBA, and Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry particularly. And I think that's the kind of move where it makes sense for for DeMar because, again, connecting to friends, being a part of a team that is putting something special together. And, and maybe I'm feel – maybe you all listen to this and go, oh, he's, he's, he's being hyperbolic or, you know, he's exaggerating this. But one of the things that I've been slowly building out over the last few weeks, if you've been listening to this podcast, and I hope that you have, and if you haven't, make sure you follow the show, subscribe, leave a review because I, I – I want to be able to reach all of you because this is going to be an exciting season. But one of the things that I have been saying pretty regularly is that because there was no clear path to a superstar, your best bet 
was going to be building the right roster, if not necessarily the best one. You could make an argument that Milwaukee has a better roster because Giannis is a top five player. That Brooklyn is one of the better teams in the NBA because they've got so much top tier talent. But Miami has to build the right roster. And what I mean by that, what I've been saying about that is trying to recreate a little bit of that magic that Miami saw during the Orlando bubble. Because I think that was, as I've said before, a special team. They connected. There was camaraderie. There was chemistry. There was an even distribution of skills and talents that complemented each other. As Andre Iguodala has said publicly, of a team that wants each other to succeed, that wants from everybody else in that locker room to succeed, even if it's at a cost of your own personal gain, your own minutes, your own individual statistical success because your team success matters to everybody and helps everybody and everybody benefits from it. And the fact that Kyle wants to come here, that DeMar may want to come here, that Dwayne Dedman chose to ignore Philadelphia as a potential shooter and say, you know what, I'll come back to Miami on a one-year deal, a one-year deal. That that Struce re-upped, that, you know, that P.J. Tucker said, you know, I, I had a good time for a few months in Milwaukee. I want to ring there. But I want to go someplace that I want to do something different, that he likes this culture more. That That is special, you know? And and I can't – look, I know that everybody might want on-court numbers and where's the shooting going to come from, where's the playmaking, who's going to cut to the basket, this, that, and the other. I think we have that. You've got off-ball cutters. You've got great passing from at least three of the starters on this roster. You've got great instincts from Tucker and Robinson, high IQ players that are now veterans at this point. I mean, everybody kind of overlooks that Robinson is in his fourth season now. He'll be in his fourth season, and I think he's a veteran player at this point in time. And he brings elite shooting. And, And you've got a great distribution of skills, not to mention that you have incredible defensive acumen in that starting lineup. You've got Tyler Hero who you kept on this roster. You did not have to trade him away. Everybody thought that Toronto was going to get this treasure trove in exchange for Kyle Lowry. That not only was he going to get paid 30 to $35 million a year, something equivalent to what Chris Paul is getting from Phoenix, but also that you were going to have to give up a first-round pick or two first-round picks plus another player plus this. Look, Precious Achua, and I'll say this now, is a fine player. I don't know what he'll be. I don't know what his ceiling is because I don't think he was ever going to achieve that in Miami. But for now, he's a guy who can't shoot, can't really handle the ball particularly well. It wasn't a good playmaker or passer. He was somewhat one-dimensional, explosive, athletic. Oh, I'm sorry. Even as I'm recording this, Gabe Vincent has signed a two-year, $3.5 million deal. So Gabe Vincent comes back. You've got Nigerian superstar Gabe Nemandi. Vincent coming back to this roster and continuing to contribute. Look, again, guys want to come here. This is what that this is what this is telling me. Today's flurry of activity is that players want to come here. This isn't about being a destination market the way that uh you know the 2010 or 2010 through 14 Miami Heat were. This isn't the Heatles, this isn't the Big 3 era, whatever you want to call it. But this is a team that's building something that has the benefits of a great front office that everybody knows has their best interest at heart and a transparency that you will not find in many other teams. And I think that speaks high, a great volumes there. The fact that Goran Dragic said there's no ill will towards Miami, he understands it's a business, and he's fine with it. He's already spoken to the, the Heat top brass, that there's an understanding about what happened. That's 
it's incredible. You never get that kind of connectivity between players and front offices, especially after you just after you just been traded. I mean, there's a lot of dehumanization around the league, but you don't feel that from Miami's front office. I, I think that's great. This isn't uh, Mo Harkless and 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 the bad feelings that some players get when they leave a team or anything like that. You're building something positive here, and and I think we should all remember that when we're talking about you know, the money involved or where the scoring is coming from or who's your depth and all this. Look, there are lots of questions to break down. I'm going to break those down for you. Don't you worry about that. This is the first of many podcasts looking at this team and what can happen and how it all work out and how it's all going to play out. But for now, be happy. You're a fan of a team that's building something special. And I think that you should all feel like you're a part of this. This isn't 2010. This isn't the, the majesty, the us versus them kind of mentality. This isn't, you know, seeing Kyle's jersey is not going to get burnt in Toronto. They love him there. They're heartbroken at his loss. That's that's the feeling there. And and that's the kind of player you're getting, that he's leaving a place where he's beloved, where he won a championship and said, yeah, you know what? I want to come play with Jimmy. I want to come play with Jimmy for the Miami Heat. And now that's your team. That's incredible. There's, there's going to be some great chemistry there. And I look, I was in that locker room seeing Goran and Jimmy trade barbs, talk about each other, talk soccer and everything like that. I know exactly where Jimmy's locker is going to be, and I know exactly where Kyle's locker is going to be right next to his, and it's going to be fantastic to watch those guys interact with one another. It's, it's going to be great times in that locker room. And if you can get DeMar in there or other guys that fit that mold, ooh, boy, I'm telling you, this is going to be a fun team to watch because they are building something special, because they are a group of guys that wants to be here. They have won free agency. It's day one. There are more moves to be made, and they've already won free agency. You can make arguments for other teams. You can even be critical about the age or the numbers or the the salaries for these potential deals. None of that matters. For one day at least, this feels like the start of something, and you're all a part of that. And I'm glad that I got to be a part of it for you. Just a reminder that you can always reach me via email. If you've got questions about this team, how it's all going to fit, other things that I'll be exploring over the next few days, send them over at LockedOnHeat at gmail.com via Twitter. You can also reach me using the hashtag AskLHeat. You could also send me a direct message via Twitter. Be sure, again, to please follow the show, leave a review if you want to be part of something special throughout the regular season. Special thanks to all of our sponsors, but best of all, Special thanks to you. This is David Ramil signing off for now. 